Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Do you, Link, take player one to be your lawfully wedded husband? (coughs) It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, Patrick, I want to give you a a life update, a little bit of a life update. Life update, okay. Yes, okay, so last week, I think on Thursday, actually, I was talking about um, my... You know, love of Murder She Wrote and mm. rewatching mm-hmm. Murder She Wrote, watching the episodes that I like skipped before that didn't feature Jessica Fletcher. But um, I am current. You're about to talk more about Murder She Wrote. <laughs> You're sure this is a life update? Yeah, I, we'll see. Okay, I think all right. I think that's <laughs> we'll the see. um. I think that's the the issue that I'm falling into is uh. So I'm currently traveling, and on like the plane trip, I started listening to the Murder She Wrote books like i listen to an audiobook i feel yeah. like look i just feel like it's um it's a lot but i'm going with it do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah no absolutely i mean it's look when whenever you start digging into like the books of something then you're you're engaging in a, in a whole new level right um last week when we were talking about james bond and i was like do i want to read these young james bond books like that was a tipping point and i'm happy to say that i did not walk off that edge I'm still on the safe side of that one, but Mark, I, st- I still want to know whether what age this young James Bond is. <laughs> I do, I, I that th- that concerns me a little bit. Um, do you do you want to try to do uh, uh let, let's like Price is Right rules? Try to guess okay. how old James Bond is. Young James Bond is in 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 the in the first book. Um, I'm gonna say fifteen. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess eighteen. I- eighteen. Okay, uh-huh. great. And uh, we'll uh, be back with an update on Tuesday, I guess, because yeah. I'm not going to spend time looking it up now. <laughs> um, but here's something that we are going to tell you about right now. The Sonic Forces borrowing program. Would you like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch? You can, or at least you can get on the list to do so. All you got to do is email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at gmail.com and give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces. Uh, you play it for as long as you want. You send it back. Yeah, I pay for postage both ways. It's a perfect borrowing program. Here's another thing you can do. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere that you get your podcasts. We appreciate it so much when you do. It helps people find the show. Patrick and I love reading your reviews. If you leave Mm -hmm. us a review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we can see it, and we will give you a shout-out on the show. But if you leave us a review anywhere else, we can't see it, but we still want to give you a shout-out. So hit us up on Twitter, send us an email, let us know, and um, so we can acknowledge it. And thank you so much to anybody who has already left us a five-star review anywhere that you can. Yeah, it's been a little while, Mark, but I'm going to offer big ups to anyone who has already uh, given us a five-star yes, review. Yes, I think it's time. I think it is time. To revive the the big ups? Uh-huh. 
Um, and also, you should get in our Discord, especially, but not exclusively, if you are playing Splatoon 3. Um, there is a lot of good chatter in there about how people are doing, things that they're finding, uh, uh, the ways that they're finding success in the game. And beyond that, it's just a fun, chill place to talk about Nintendo stuff. So hit us up on Twitter, send us an email, uh, and we will invite you into the Discord. And it doesn't matter if you're if you're new to the platform. Uh, look, Mark and I were new to the platform a couple months ago, and now we're still pretty new to the platform. Um, but it, it doesn't it doesn't stop it from being fun, right? It, it, totally. All right, uh, Mark. Let's get into it. Let's give Nintendo franchises the Fire Emblem Engage treatment. Now, Mark, what do we mean here? Well, one of the big features seemingly mm -hmm. a fire emblem engage is being able to summon characters from previous games into the franchise into this one yes and beyond that it seems and look i think we're, we're making a couple uh inferences here um but the the you 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 channel their like powers or bring them into the world via rings and the game is called engage uh, so I I have to mark I have to believe that romancing characters from previous entries in the series is going to be a main feature of this Fire Emblem. Ooh, game. baby! I sure hope so. Uh, I sure hope so too, because that's the premise of this episode of this show. <laughs> is uh, what other? Because you know what a what a cool novel idea, right? And um, you know, Fire Emblem kind of like messes around in those waters uh, a lot, both in terms of like romancing the other characters uh, or like pairing characters off is a sort of like common thing that happens in them. Uh, and then uh, with the Fire Emblem mobile game, Fire Emblem Hero Heroes, yes, um, uh, that that's uh, selecting characters from sort of all across the canon and just uh, lumping them together. Um, but really without the sort of like relationship angle of it. So what we're doing now is we're going to see what other Nintendo franchises should be. You should be able to pull in characters from previous entries. And then, I don't know, maybe you're romancing them. Maybe so, you're building relationships. So the way that I did this is that I have some... Uh, uh, entries here where I'm like, okay, this franchise would benefit for being able to summon, and then I have some yes. other ones that are like these. This franchise would be able to should, would benefit for being able to romance. But I will say that there are probably there is I'm sure in some of the well actually I'm looking at it yeah okay so yeah in some of the summon scenarios it would be nice to be able to romance them as well. Yeah, well, and I think that's something that we're just going to have to deal with is that no matter what, in all of these scenarios, yeah, you'll summon these characters, and then I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, someone's going to have to romance them as well. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I mean, uh, fair is fair. We just have to deal with it, and I, it's, I apologize, but you know, that's, that's the world and the scenario that we've set up for ourselves. <laughs> um, so, Mark, I will go first, um, because uh, and and this is the one that I probably have thought out the most as far as like what this game would actually be. This is an Animal Crossing game, um, where <laughs> where uh, instead of taking the role of like a player, a villager who's moving to a new island, now you are Tom Nook, right? Um, and uh, your island has or whatever your uh, village 
uh, has been invaded by a bunch of players um, who just want to have uh, an enjoyable town to live in. So you get to choose which of the Animal Crossing neighbors, the little animal characters, uh, like come into the village. So you summon them in. Uh, and so like you are, but you're sort of like uh, whittling down this list so that you're only putting in uh, little animal neighbors that your villagers are going to enjoy spending time with. Oh, okay. I okay, okay. I I I really like this. I wasn't a hundred percent sure where it was going. Uh-huh. If it was like Tom Nook just wi- willowing down the list of possible villagers to the ones he thought were like romanceable. No, 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 no. So look, I don't, I don't want to say that any of the Animal Crossing villagers are are unromanceable. I don't want to say that. I'm all, sure there are quite a few. They're all worthy of love. Yes, <laughs> they're all worthy of love. Um, and you know, th- this is maybe uh, less focused on romance and more just on the like, uh, you know, you you see someone who like likes having fun and likes music, and you're like, okay, well now I'm gonna put, uh, I'm gonna put Cookie in here so that I understand. Like, they enjoy, yeah. So um. Mm-hmm. So c- instead of kind of like Happy Home Paradise, where you're designing a home to make the villager happy, you are you're playing like matchmaker. You're kind of playing matchmaker, yeah. Um, but like you're, it's I, I I just like the idea of uh sort of inverting like turning Animal Crossing inside out, right? That like a villager, like a human looking villager, um, shows up to the town and starts like decorating their house in certain ways and you're like okay i can get a, a feeling for their personality and then like go through the list and be like okay i think they'll like fauna i think they'll like sherb um and like you can just summon whoever you want to that town to be their friend i i i love that idea so much i love like the mystery you know as like villagers um are there longer and they can build more stuff and more about their mm-hmm. personality is revealed that you're like oh like uh-oh i thought like you know sure was going to be a good fit but there's a toilet in the kitchen so got to find somebody else i got to find someone weirder than sure <laughs> which is a, a tall ask <laughs> um and so uh i mean is romance possible in this you bet i mean i think <laughs> i think if uh if you just nail it and you put the absolute right character in there that uh, the villager and that character will fall in love. They'll move in together. It'll be great. I love. I love this. I love this. Well, so my my first pick is one that uh, I would say was not with the intention of romancing, and that is the Paper Mario series. So, <laughs> <laughs> one th- one thing I think would be very cool is the ability to summon partner characters from old. Paper Mario games into a new one because you know like um partners continue to exist in the series in some form but really the first I would say the first two games so Paper Mario 64 and then um Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door really lean into this idea of like partners that you can like that you kind of like collect in your party and then you can swap them out and they grow in abilities and all that kind of stuff whereas in later games and you know like the Origami King you have uh people who kind of like flit in and out of your life but it's just not like the same sort of like rpg type progression but some of those um partners are so beloved like one of my favorites from the thousand year door is uh he's like yoshi or like yoshi kid he's basically this kind of this like punk yoshi baby who you meet in like a fighting ring um and i think it would just be very fun to be able to summon them 
into uh into a new Paper Mario game and be able to like use them as part of your party. Use their abilities. Yeah, yeah no, that would be really really cool. A, a kind of uh it, it would also be neat to like open it up to um the other Mario RPGs too, like you know, let's let's get uh uh Gino and Mallow in there as well. Um I guess the uh, Mario and Luigi games, all of the playable characters are Mario and Luigi or baby versions of themselves or Paper Mario. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. And I even think, like, I can imagine a game where, um, I don't know, It's I feel like with anything like this, you need some sort of shared universe for them all to be in. So it's like, okay, yeah, because sure. of, like, the paper aesthetic, maybe it is, like, a storybook type thing where you're telling the next chapter in the Paper Mario story, but then you're able to pull in characters from past chapters to be able to help you out. Yeah, I mean, it's what it is, is uh, it's like Paper Mario scrapbook. Is yes. what it is. Yes. It's like flipping pages back and like pulling a photograph from one and like pasting it in the other. Uh-huh. And like, c- look, could there be romancing angles? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> I don't I don't know of too many romance scrapbooks. But I buy it. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I think it's good. Um I uh, Mark I, w- I was thinking about um uh Cooper from uh Super Mario or Mar- uh, Paper Mario si- 64 um and uh how how similar his name is to uh Hooper, Richard Dreyfuss's character from Jaws. <laughs> um <laughs> So now I just want to hear Quint like barking out orders to him on the boat, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cooper, Cooper. <laughs> um, that's a good one, Mark. My, uh, my, my second pick here, um, and I haven't really worked this one out, um, but there are just too many Donkey Kong Country characters uh, spread out among the franchise um, that like. Look, we need to get some of those Donkey Kong 64 characters to like interact with uh Dixie and uh and and Cranky Kong. Like it's just it's just absurd. It's been dormant for too long. Um and so I I don't know if it's just like a a platformer um where like you play as a zookeeper and you just have to like let out the right monkey um to to like go on you know to do clear whatever level you have to do um i'm i'm uncertain on how to romance this and i'm uncomfortable with romancing it <laughs> well let me uh so um it's so funny that you have donkey kong because uh let me give you my next pick and we'll see if there's some sort of synergy here okay, because great. my next pick is for the mario plus rabbids series i think it would be wonderful to be to be able to i know we had the donkey kong dlc but i think it would be wonderful to be able to summon other donkey kong or mario like franchise adjacent characters into the game like trophies in smash brothers or like summons in final fantasy so like you so you know they're not like a core part of the team but you're bringing in swanky kong and there's this like four minute animation you know, of him having this like wheel of fortune type wheel right, or something. Right. Uh, um, showcase you showdown. You can't skip it. <laughs> no, you have to watch all of it. It's really framey, and he, you know, he like spins the showcase showdown wheel, and mm-hmm. you know, you're watching it for like four minutes, but then it like blows your enemies away. Um, and uh, that, and that, this is the one that when you're like, no, they're all gonna be romanceable. I was like. 
all right, let's throw Swanky Kong in there. Let's throw Lanky Kong in there. Lanky deserves love. I mean, Swanky, I feel like, is, is among the most easily romanceable of the Kongs, right? Like, he's got a job. Uh, yeah, this, you know? no, it's so true. A real job, not like a Funky a Kong. Job. You know, like, I know no. Funky Kong's an inventor, but we don't have any time for this Wayne Zielinski energy. Like, Swanky no, Kong. it's too much, yes. You, Swanky Kong, you know, is already, he's already rich. He's he's hosting a TV show. Like people count on him, right? <laughs> he's a he's a job maker. Um so you know, yeah, yeah. I mean he he seems easy to uh to to romance. Um I mean maybe what we need is just a Swanky Kong romance game. <laughs> Swanky Kong romance simulator. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do, I do really like that, uh, idea of using other Mario. Now, if you're using them as like summons in, uh, a Mario plus rabbit style thing, are they coming in as themselves or as the rabid versions of themselves? Oh, that's interesting. I think that maybe it depends on who is summoning them. So if it, oh wow yeah okay so like if it is well see the the other reason I wanted to explore this is because uh you know I think the rabid versions of these characters of like Mario characters that we've seen have been fun but there are obviously like so many that continue to exist like I we'll we'll, well I guess never say never but like seems unlikely we will see like a Wario rabid or something right, like that. The, there are like little mini boss characters that are uh, a rabid Wario and a rabid Waluigi. But, oh, like, that's they're right. Not, yeah, they're not really developed though, uh -huh. like, in the same way that like our our core cast is. Yeah, and I think it would just be fun to see like a uh, Princess Daisy. You know, like more, mm -hmm. uh, more of these characters have an opportunity to just like show up, and they don't have to be part of your party, but just introduced into the world. Okay, what about this? What if the sequel to uh, Sparks of Hope is, uh, you know, uh, a, a new Mario plus Rabbids game where you only have two playable characters? One of them is some sort of, like, rabid wizard, and the other is a Magikoopa, probably Kamek, right? And so if Kamek summons them, then it's just, like, the normal Mario version, and if the rabid wizard summons them, then it's the rabid version of that character. Yes, perfect. Uh, so that plus... A Swanky Kong uh, romance sim. <laughs> yeah, I think it, this would definitely be a um, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury situation. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, all right, Mark, for my next pick, um, I went back to the days of the Nintendo 64 and mashed it up with uh, something from the golden age of 2019. Um, so from... Uh, the Nintendo 64 era, I'm of course pulling in the idea of Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, right? Uh, we've got this Nintendo exclusive Star Wars game. It's sort of the cornerstone of this like whole big publishing movement. There's a book, there's all this stuff, right? Um, and then I'm pulling in Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Somehow Palpatine returned. Um, and there is a bit at the end of uh, uh, The Rise of Skywalker um, that is uh, that, like, in theory, 
should be the very concept that we're talking about um, and should be cool and should be empowering and should be acknowledging Jedi from across the canon. But it basically doesn't <laughs> um, when Rey summons like the strength uh, when she is all the Jedi or whatever that line is. I haven't seen the movie in three years. Um, uh, I just want that moment, the like attack on Exegol. Um, I want that where you play as Rey and you play as Kylo Ren, uh, and you just uh, can summon the ghosts of any Jedi in any Star Wars game, in any Star Wars uh, movie, in any Star Wars cartoon, to just fight alongside you. Ooh, yes. And so are you saying, like, blow out that, like, specific moment, or just taking that idea? Oh, okay, okay. No, let's just take that moment. Let's so like you're on Exegol. Uh, you know, I guess Kylo Ren has to fight the the Knights of Ren, um, and Ray is just like uh bowling bowling over some like Exegol cultists, uh, just to just to take him down, and just like summoning Ahsoka Tano, summoning uh, Luke Skywalker, summoning uh, Qui Gon Jinn, just like whoever you want. It would be so much fun. Oh yeah, man, that would be amazing that would be amazing yeah Yeah. i i was i was trying to think there's like a a a a french film um that begins basically like the entirety of the film actually happens in just like a split moment like it opens with you know like a tower beginning to fall and then the rest of the film happens and it ends with like the tower falling and so that's what i'm thinking of when you talk about like blowing out that one specific moment where it's like in the game it could you know it takes like 12 hours but in the uh uh, in the world of rise of skywalker it all happens in just like a blink of an eye i mean that could be that too that like she has to get to know this is actually better that she has to get to know all the jedi so like time freezes and she finds herself in a room with every jedi who's ever existed (laughs) and i mean every jedi we're going all the way back to like the high republic like everyone is here right like the super smash brothers everyone is here and she has to have like a discreet romance with each one and then you can actually go into the final confrontation with palpatine only after you've gotten to know all the jedi amazing amazing well speaking of fictional characters i don't yeah sure (laughs) i I don't know if this counts as a franchise because there's only been one entry but Hmm. i think that um codename steam would be improved if you were able to romance characters within it because other than i think other than like abraham lincoln um, a lot of the characters in the game are like Wizard of Oz characters or other like uh, John Henry's in it, like other like literary th- uh, characters. And I think it's a missed opportunity to not allow you to romance amongst them. Like in a sequel, I want Dr. Henry Jekyll to be able to romance Mr. Hyde. This is a thing that should be. <laughs> This is a thing that should be able to happen. Whoa! Holy cow! Mark. And, if, and if you have You're seen my, my live journal here. from two thousand, uncomfortable. If you've seen my live journal from two thousand two, you know right, how it right. all plays you out see it in there already. Uh huh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see you know uh, Huck Finn romanced by Queeg Quag from <laughs> from uh, Moby Dick. No, I actually I think this is a, a an awesome idea and should be like um, the sort of 
additional part of it because you know we're do it's theoretically we're talking like a sequel the code name steam right? right is we should take even more uh characters from american folklore and american uh like literature of like the 18th and 19th centuries um or 19th and 20th centuries i guess um and just like throw them all in there right like I, I wanna I I, I, I I want them all. Uh, let's let's get some Hemingway characters in there. Let's 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 get a Gadsby uh, as 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 a playable character. Oh yeah, there game. you go, Nick. Oh my gosh, it does feel like a missed opportunity that Nick Carraway was not a <laughs> character in Codename Steam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? Let's let's just do it, and then like let's get yeah, Nick Carraway and Johnny Appleseed. Like I want to be able to romance <laughs> these two. <laughs> um, it's a. Uh, is is it is it worth like going back to just like talk about what Codename Steam actually is? Oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Codename Steam was a uh, like a, a a turn-based strategy game developed by Intelligent Systems uh, on the 3DS. Um, so that's the the uh, publisher that does or the developer that uh, makes the Fire Emblem games, uh, and it's a little XCOM like, um, and uh, it takes place in uh, some sort of like steampunk version of like. Uh, 19th century America um, and uh, Abe Lincoln is the president who's maybe like giving you orders I, I, I think like he was uh, presumed dead you know yeah. because assassination but in this game was actually not dead or something like that yeah, it's it's a bonkers alternate history that like just pulls in all these uh, fictional characters um, and uh, is uh, is is just a, an amazing, amazingly strange little uh, thing. And you have to defend the United States against an alien invasion. And uh, it's it, it, it's challenge it's challenging to express how hard this flopped. Oh yes, huge flop. Yeah. Well, because like it, this isn't just another one of those things where it's like the the Japanese were like, we'll make an Amer the most American game we can, uh, and Americans were like, we don't recognize that as American. <laughs> this is just weird. Um, but yeah, what a what what a crazy game! Absolutely recommend checking it out uh, if if you ever have a chance. Um, all right, Mark, my next pick. We were talking about this series not that long ago, um, and I think we started to identify a couple babes in the cast, right? A couple that we were like, we should spend more time with this guy. I'm of course referring to Mega Man. Um, you, sh I just, I just want a game where you're uh, playing as Mega Man and you're summoning robot bosses, um, to like hang out with you uh you can maybe you need to uh summon them to like use their powers um but like you know then you uh then you go get dinner afterwards i think that that would be a, a great inversion on the Mega Man formula right instead of trying to defeat the robot masters you are trying to learn befriend them befriend them yes yeah yeah, this is this is a reformed Mega Man who you know doesn't want any more blood or oil on his hands, um, and is just like I still need the, I still need access to these other powers. Uh, I can catch more flies with honey than I can with violence. Oh, okay. Um, so so it's yeah. um uh, Mega Man is romancing them for uh he's buttering them up because he wants to use them. It's not actually sincere friendship. No, it's not sweet at all. Oh, no, okay. It's it's, it's devious. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> So kind of in the way, like, in this version, Mega Man is the villain. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, I mean, a lot, of these, a lot of these pitches are, like, inversions of the, <laughs> the uh, original game concepts. Sorry. And this one, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so in this scenario, Mega Man is um, Freddie Prinze Jr. 
and the robot masters are the, are Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And if, yeah, uh huh. What is that movie but called? That's she's all that. Oh, she's all that. Yeah, is that what we're talking about? I, that is what, that. That's what, yes. That's what I was intending to talk about. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, look. It, we we know that Mega Man's got some like weird kind of bro energy to him, right? Like. We, we, we can intuit that from, like, looking at him. His name is Mega Man or Rockman. <laughs> like, I, I think we, we should all be a little bit careful around him. We know that, like, he's a, he's a sweetheart, but he wants something, right? Um, so, yeah, that's uh, – that's, and look, am I just looking for an opportunity to uh, romance Cutman? You bet I, I am. I get it. I get it. I, w- I want to stroke those scissors, baby. <laughs> Anyone who has read my live journal from 2002 <laughs> knows that that is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, my my final pick is romance related as well. And this one is the Punch-Out franchise. Um because I feel like after yes. a fight, sure, are you nursing sore muscles? Are you nursing a sore jaw? Yes. But also a sore heart. Because what is the point <laughs> of being the greatest boxer in the world if you're doing right. it alone? Right. So wait a minute. Are, are you saying that in this game you play as Little Mac? I, d- I am, yeah. Okay, and you need to romance the fighters that you've been fighting? That is 100% what I'm saying. So, yeah, so, so like... You're going to go on a date with uh, Glash, King Hippo. Glass uh, Joe, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay great. Uh-huh, exactly. Uh, Piston Hondo, like, you name it, right? Like, no hard feelings. It's all just professional. Now, after the fight, let's get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's and look, the Rocky movies have taught us that, like, you know, the the fighting can't be all of it. Right. Like you need right. to still build relationships and stuff. And like, ultimately, that's what's more important because you're going to get your face like knocked in at some point and you need someone to take care of you and to love you even when you're not a winner in the ring. And that person could be pizza pasta. <laughs> Person could totally be pizza pasta. Uh, I have an important question for you, Mark. Are we putting any of the arm wrestling characters in here? Oh, from the um, th- that the arcade machine. Yeah, from the arm wrestling arcade machine. Yes, but I think it would be like season pass material. Like you got to pay if you want the sure, arm you, wrestling you characters in there. Yep. I I believe one of those characters is a like a gorilla with like a, a brain implant controlled by a little girl. I think that character's not in there. <laughs> I think that character's not in there. I think that's I don't fair. Think, I, I think don't think that fair. character should be uh-huh. in this game. <laughs> that's one that won't make the cut. Uh, Mark, would you be surprised to know that Punch-Out was also on my list? <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, all right, so I've, I've, I've got some backups here. Uh, trying to decide which of the backups I like the most. Um, it's tough because like there are there are things that I think would be fun here. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw out the ones I'm not gonna use just to, just to mention them briefly. Um, so uh, F Zero, I think it would be fun to like you know channel uh, the racing abilities of, of various characters. Um, and maybe you're like an AI and you've got all of the previous races uploaded to your memory and you just like access them to you know take corners sharper. You're uh, accessing um, Captain Falcon or you know whatever. Um, but there's no romance in that. I don't see any romance in that. So that's that we're not one that I want to pick here. Um, I also put Star Tropics on the list uh, as, as, as one of my backups um, that, uh, you know, I don't really know exactly. What, I, don't, I don't have that one thought out. I don't have that one thought out, so I'm, I'm throwing it out. 
which leads me to the logical conclusion, and one that I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet, um, giving the Fire Emblem Engage treatment to The Legend of Zelda. Ooh, of course. Because we're talking about an enormous cast of characters over, like, a dozen games. Um, you know, with... When we had the discussion about the best Zelda NPCs, um, that was like a two-hour-long conversation where we discussed, I don't know, maybe two dozen characters. Um, and like when we whittled it down to like the top ten, the top ten mark, it became difficult, right? Um, so all I'm saying is there are a ton of characters in the Zelda universe that I would want to have a chance to romance and to just like summon into like, you know, whatever temple I'm in to like try and solve puzzles and stuff. Yeah. That could be like the, the, uh, I mean, romance part, a hundred percent, the summoning yeah. part, that could be like really cool. It makes me, you saying that makes me think of, you know, like the, uh, dark souls games or those from software games that yes. allow you to most of the time summon like another player character, uh, in to before you're about to go into like a boss battle to help you in the boss battle but that same sort of like mechanic could totally work for uh, uh, NPCs in fact I think there are NPCs in the Dark Souls games that can like do that um, and it, it is such a like a fun mechanic because if you have made those connections elsewhere and yes. you know so that way you've kind of like earned the right to be able to pull this person in to help you out yeah, well, and like I, I just think about how the ability to play as the champions, right, um, was enough to make me buy Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, right? Like, I knew that was going to be a Musou game. That, like, uh, you know, is, is not traditionally a, a, a game type that I like actually like to play all the way through. I like to sort of sample them, um, but like, I got the game anyway because I was like, I'm going to get to play. As, uh, you know, Ravali or um, uh, Daruk or whoever. Um, Mifa and Urbosa are the other two. <laughs> um, and I was excited to play as all of them. But, like, if you could summon them to, like, fight alongside you and then, like, get some... I mean, it's it's just... And it doesn't stop there, right? Like, uh, I, I want to summon, like, Ravio into my game. I want to summon Midna into my game. Um, there are so many... Good tingle, of course, uh, characters that you want to summon in. But it makes me... Okay, Mark, do you think in this scenario, for this game, are you playing as Link? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe you are not playing as Link. Maybe you're playing as Zelda and you're using your magic because then like all the different links oh, yeah. from that throughout through, from yeah. like all the different links through from different timelines or different ages could also be summonable into the game depending on what you needed at the moment. Yeah, no that 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 makes good sense. There's also uh, uh if you're playing as Link it feels like a little bit of a cheat because uh he's so hot and everyone is just like I mean, right? Like, yeah. everyone is crazy about Link, especially in Breath of the Wild. Everyone's horny for him. Uh-huh. In, like, like, a way that's... Yeah, if, if you're walking around that game with no clothes on, people, like, they don't know what to do. They're out of their minds. I also... I, I For some reason, I just really like the idea of being, you know, like, being able to summon, like, Toon Link because you're uh, from, like, Wind Waker because you're like, I really yeah. need a short, squat little Link <laughs> with a boat. Like, that's what I need right now. 
<laughs> I mean, I I can totally see. I mean, first of all, uh, if if you can summon Linnebeck, that's that's awesome. That's I want to summon that guy. Uh, but also like Tetra. I know we're we're saying maybe you play as Zelda, but you should be able to summon the the tune slash pirate captain version of Zelda. Totally, from Wind Waker. Um, that would be super. That'd be super rad. It would be very fun to see. I mean, it's almost like an Avengers Endgame type, you know, like <laughs> yes, uh, that's right. like mashup, right? You you mm-hmm. do want to see all these different characters from different uh, universes and timelines all kind of coming together. Or I guess it would be more like the the Spider-Man No Way Home type thing. Just that joy yeah. of seeing these beloved characters who have never been able to interact because they're all in different timelines, like uh, come together. There There's something very appealing about that. Um, and but, so that's 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 the Legend of Zelda. I think I, th- I think it would be perfect. Mark, I had one more thought that was sort of developing as we were talking about this just now, um, and I'm not sure why it hasn't already happened. Um, why isn't there like a Castlevania um, like mashup with all the like all all the Belmonts and you know like all all of those all of those characters like working together and they can all be like in hell or something right like after they've all died and just have to like fight their way out it's like uh um like the uh mortal combat essentially or at least that like <laughs> a, like a mortal combat platformer with castlevania characters i i see no flaw in that <laughs> you're right every 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 part of that just keeps getting more awesome um, the big problem, of course, being that there are too many family members to make it romanceable. Mm-hmm. Too many Belmonts is uh, what I'm saying. A sacrifice I'd be willing to make for a platformer of this type. Um, all right, Mark. So those are those are Nintendo franchises that we would like to see get the Fire Emblem engage treatment. Um, how how right do you think we are about uh, the sort of romanceability? of the characters from like are we really going to be able to romance marth or like does does that seem real to you uh boy i hope so i i think there were like a couple of reasons why i didn't make the cut for three houses but i think that they you know it it is no kind of what um saved fire emblem i feel like it is a core element of fire emblem and uh it'll be really funny to me with a name like engage and all yes. this like ring imagery if you are not able to yeah i mean it, it, it would be it, it would be a shame um all right uh mark let's close this out All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you have a franchise or a, a single entry uh, that makes up a franchise um, that you think should get the Fire Emblem Engage treatment, email us or hit us up on Twitter or Discord and let us know, and we can talk about it in the future. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter. We appreciate it when you do that. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Ninten- Nin Cart Society. I uh, I almost spoke too 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 many too many words in our handle there. It's it's not Nintendo Cartridge Society, it's just Nin Cart Society. Um, Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.